0: There are 1.45 million licensed realtors in the US, almost one and a half million. There's 1.03 million existing homes for sale. That's less than one per realtor, dude. That's crazy. Why is that? That's because (laughs) there's no inventory. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Capitalist Investor. You've got Mark in Diamond Hands D. Mark, what's going on, man? What's up, brother? This is our second episode today because we were slackers and we skipped last (laughs) week. See how much voice I have left. I'm running raspy here. So I want to talk the booming housing market. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the main reasons I want to talk about this, D, is the housing market's on fire. And I'm typically not one who likes to jump onto trades late, Mm -hmm. but this is a trade that I think still has plenty of room to run. Yeah. When we look at the housing market, I tweeted this out last week. So that'd be two weeks ago when this thing's released. But there are 1.45 million licensed realtors in the US, almost one and a half million. There's 1.03 million existing homes for sale. That's less than one per realtor, dude. That's crazy. Why is that? That's because (laughs) there's no inventory. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I know, man, Like, what's going on here in Cleveland with houses? It's crazy. Can't even get one if you want one. They're on the market for two to three days. Yep people are buying them sight unseen mm. in Cleveland. I could understand a Miami beach condo <laughs> sight unseen. Cause I know what Miami beach is like, dude. Right. It's beautiful. It's awesome. You know, <laughs> Parma, Ohio, <laughs> sight unseen. I don't know about that, man, but since they're only on the market for two to three days, you better buy it. sight. you better put an offer in sight unseen. Oh, yeah. You don't have time to go look at mm-hmm. it. And then on top of that, people are offering above asking price. Oh yeah. Like I forget where I hear it, but they're, um, I don't know where I heard this, but there were like 70-ish offers on a house recently. And like over 60 were all cash offers. Mm-hmm. What's going on with this world? That's crazy.
1: It is nuts, man. 70 offers?
0: Yeah. So look, we've talked about this in the past. I believe on this podcast, if not on this podcast, I've definitely talked about this on TV. But if you remember, D, kind of the narrative a few years ago was the millennials don't want to own a house. Right. They're totally satisfied living in their parents' basement, and they're mm-hmm. going to do that for as long as they possibly can. Right. I don't know if that was a knock on millennials. It or, probably was. <laughs> you know, probably was. But there was probably also a survey that was included where some people actually admitted to wanting to do that. And kind of the narrative was that they grew up through the Great Recession, mm-hmm. and they saw people get burned owning houses that they shouldn't have owned, and right. they didn't want to follow in those footsteps. It was a good reason. Mm-hmm. But when you're locked in your parents' basement for a year— because of a COVID outbreak, dude, you want to get out. Makes you reassess your life. You want to get out. So we have, I believe the millennials are now the largest generation. Are they, is that a bigger generation numbers wise than the baby boomers now? I believe I heard that as well. I think so. So now you have an entire generation of people that didn't want to own homes. Now they want to own homes. Got to get out of mommy and daddy's basement. Right? So the dynamics in the housing market are just They're unbelievable, dude. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. I mentioned what was going on here in Cleveland, Ohio. That's going on all over the country, dude, Mm -hmm. all over the country. Now there are certain pockets like New York city. Yeah. It's probably not good in New York city. Probably not good there. (laughs) Right. But all the surrounding suburbs are probably flourishing. Mm -hmm. Right. So the interesting thing to me is that we find ourselves in a situation where there's not enough houses for prospective home buyers. Mm -hmm. So how do you fill that gap? You got to build more. And I've liked DR Horton for a long, long time, and I continue to buy DR Horton. I mm-hmm. mean, it's trading probably at a 52-week high as I'm speaking right now. But there is a huge shortage of houses, especially in that affordable and move-up market where DR Horton really plays. A lot of this is because of over a decade of underbuilding. There was not enough new home construction because people were scarred from the Great Recession. So the builders didn't want to build inventory that wasn't going to move. Mm-hmm. Now they got to bust their butts and they got to build a lot of houses.
1: And that was a great flipping market as well. Yep. So all of those houses that went into foreclosure, different states of disrepair, people would buy those cheap. They'd fix them up on their own and they'd sell them for a big profit. That was the thing to do.
0: Right after the 2008 crash. Now, if you're in that business, good luck finding a house to buy. No, yeah. I'm, but I'm, honestly, how do you do it, man? Do you go old school and print a brochure and drive door to door and put it in people's mailboxes saying, I'd like to buy your house from you?
1: I'm serious. I think it happens. I, I think, think that you have happens. to do that.
0: Yep. Do you get random text messages sometimes oh, yeah, from people time. wanting to buy your house? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't afford my house. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. Stop texting me. You're not flipping my house. Dude. So the real estate market, like... I think it presents some challenges for would be home buyers. So I had somebody ask me on Twitter not too long ago, I think right after I posted the realtor stat, where there's f- roughly 40% more realtors than existing homes for sale. Mm-hmm. And his question was, you know, if you're a young individual fresh out of college, what would you do? Would you buy a house now or would you wait a few years? I'm going to let you answer that first. What's your take, D?
1: If I was young, right out of college, I would absolutely wait as long as possible because owning a home, is not all rainbows and puppy dogs. There yeah. are costs that you just don't even think about until you move in. Obviously, if the market's good, you can sell your house quick, but if you move, you get a new job. People who are young, that's often the case. You know, Maybe they move to a new city to take a job right after college. Maybe they you know, met a boyfriend or girlfriend and now they're moving to a different city. It just kind of locks you down. And if the market doesn't continue to go straight up as it is right now, which I would say, It's going to for a while, but by the time you would need to unload that house, maybe three, four years down the road, it can just tie you down and it can be burdensome. So if I were young, and hopefully I'm answering this uh, similarly to how you would, if I were young, I would rent first and I would take that extra money and I would invest it. And then I would wait until my situation was a little bit more clear as far as where I was going to kind of build my life before I would buy it. I wouldn't necessarily just rush to buy a house right now,
0: right after school. I agree. All right. So for the young individual who's fresh out of college, should they buy a house? Let me say something about that. If you don't have enough money in savings, not your 401k, that doesn't count. In savings, accessible savings that equal 20% of the cost of that home, you should not be buying. If you borrow that money from mommy and daddy, you didn't have enough to buy it. You should not buy. You should wait until you are financially stable enough to make that happen. If you decide to, I don't even know what kind of loans they do on houses anymore. Do they do like 90-10s? I don't think they do those anymore. They don't do like, what was it, PMI or anything like that when you're above 80% loan to value? Yep, I don't know, man. So you should have a. Now I'm not, look, maybe you want to do a first and a second mortgage to get you to 90%. Again, I don't know if they do them anymore. I'm not a mortgage expert, but you should have 20% of the purchase price of that house in savings, excluding 401k.
1: Yep, absolutely. And I can tell you a quick story because you've been there before. When I guess I graduated in 2003, I moved into my bachelor pad condo downtown in 2006. And everyone told me- That place was fantastic, by the way. Oh yeah. And everyone told me it was probably the greatest investment that I've ever made in my whole life.
0: Well, it was because we could stumble (laughs) home from the bar drunk.
1: Get a nice pizza or- Yeah. Gyro and- Gyro's gyros down down there was a real deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gyro. They probably don't have those anymore. I doubt it. But anyway, so that was 2006. And three years later, you know, it was probably worth 35% less than what I had paid for it. I did get a little money from mommy and daddy, but the 10% I put down total, it was upside down at that point. And that was after only three years. So if I wanted to move at that point, I didn't have that option, right? Unless I wanted to take a big loss, but then I would have to go back and rent again because I'd have no down payment for my next one. So I would add to what I said before, don't bite off more than you can chew as well. I think that's a big mistake and I get it. You know, Hey, I was young. I was looking as soon as I saw those condos downtown, I wanted to live there. It was a goal of mine for a long time. I just wanted it so bad. Like I didn't really care what it took. You know, I was going to do it. I'm still renting out that condo as we sit here in 2021. So
0: yeah. So look, D, I want to jump in on that condo real quick. I want to make a point that every single one of our listeners needs to be aware of. Yep. From a cash investment ROI standpoint, return on investment, you were down. But from a memories ROI <laughs> standpoint.
1: <laughs> those can't be
0: replaced. You can never replace those memories, dude. That was well worth it. Well worth <laughs> it. That place was the real deal. All right. So here's, I want to talk about two things, then we're going to wrap up here. So the first thing I want to mention are the headwinds. That are facing the real estate market right now. Yep. Okay. So three major headwinds I can think of. First one is when the free money goes bye-bye, will there be excess cash that's burning a hole in people's pocket trying to buy houses? And by free money, I mean stimulus money. I mean fat unemployment checks. When all of that stops, and I don't know when that's going to stop, but when that stops, when the free money ends, what does that do? maybe at that point, supply and demand shifts a little bit. Yep, I don't think so. So now you have not as much demand for the supply that's out there, right? Mm -hmm. Second thing is interest rates. As interest rates continue to climb up, which they've been going up, Mm -hmm. and the cost of a mortgage therefore goes up, what does that do to supply and demand? And what does that do to pricing? Because now all of a sudden it costs you more to get a $300,000 house than it did six months ago.
1: With the rate that the government is giving out money, the inflation that we're looking at down the road. I don't think anyone's thinking about that, but you can bet your bottom dollar that a big chunk of this housing boom is based on those interest rates, which are probably the lowest that we'll ever see. Definitely the lowest we've ever seen in our lifetime. So those are going to have to go back up soon and that's going to affect prices in the future. Yep.
0: Third thing is when, and I don't know the answer to this, nor do you, but when are people going to change their mindset? And maybe the answer is never. When are people going to change their mindset away from the, if I'm stuck in my house, I'd better love the house that I live in mentality? Like that could be long lasting. That could last for the next 20 to 50 years. Yep. I don't think it will. I think people want to be outside. Oh man, that was what I wanted to talk about the most on this. I don't have the answer either, Yeah. but it's
1: going to happen at some point, right? right? Uh, just talking with someone, apparently, you know, Vegas is basically at 100%. Yes. <laughs> the costs to go to Vegas are what they were pre-pandemic. Like you and me, I'm sure a lot of people are ready to you know, break out of town and, and go on a vacation. So I don't know when people will kind of shift back into the more quote-unquote normal lifestyle that we had before this pandemic, but I know that when you put a bunch of money in your house, it feels great at the time, but five years from now, those improvements they don't really factor into the actual purchase price. Correct. So, you know, if I- Especially when
0: people want to customize the house to what they want. Exactly
1: right. So if I spent $25,000 putting a custom movie theater in my basement, like that's sweet for when I'm there, but I'm probably not going to get a lot of, and it would probably help with the sale of the house. Don't get me wrong, but you're not getting an extra 25,000 because especially with technology, Technology looks dated pretty much as soon as you put it in. So five five year old technology (laughs) doesn't necessarily translate to increasing that purchase price. So I don't know when it's going to happen, but it is definitely going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I would say probably by next summer, if things are more normal, that's when I would say that. I'm not sure if this housing trend is going to continue like this, which is a an arrow straight up.
0: Yep, no doubt, man. To just to your point about the movie theater concept. And I remember when I was shopping around for houses and the realtor would show me houses with movie theaters and stuff like that. They try to make it sound like, oh, this is a great feature. Mm -hmm. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking, but I don't want the movie theater. I want to put a gym in here. Right. You know, so Mm -hmm. it does nothing for me, but you're Mm -hmm. right. I mean, whatever money you put into a house, there's no way someone's going to like everything you've done to that house. They're going to want to make some changes. They're Mm -hmm. going to want to customize it to their preferences. Yep. Last thing I want to mention, D., I was listening to a podcast that focuses on Miami real estate. I was just down in Orlando. You were down in Orlando. So, you know, I was in the mood. I was I'm like, I'm gonna see if I should buy a place in Miami. <laughs> nice, let me know if you do. <laughs> I, I won't, dude. It's you know, I'm sitting pool I got nothing to do. So I open up Zillow and I start looking around, like, hey, what do these things go for? So I listened to a podcast and what I heard is that there's currently nineteen months of inventory in Miami. 19 months, dude. There's two to three days of inventory in Cleveland. <laughs> 19 months of inventory in Miami. They say six months is equilibrium. That's interesting. This is a buyer's market in Miami. And here's one of the key facts. The difference between the listing price and the sale price is 39%. Really? Yeah. So if your condo in South Beach is listed for a million bucks, dude, it's going for six, 700,000. Hmm. Whereas in Cleveland, you list a house in Parma for 150 grand. It goes for 200. Right. So the reason I wanted to bring that up is when people think housing, you really only think your own backyard. Mm -hmm. But we just brought up two different situations where things are a little funky. New York is funky. We know why New York is funky. People are moving out of the urban areas. Mm. Right. But I did not expect that in Miami. Because all you hear about is people moving to Florida. Right. So I did not expect that much inventory. And maybe people are just listing stuff to see if they can get an egregious price for it when they mm-hmm. really have no interest in selling. I don't know. Maybe that's jading that's the numbers. Yep. Maybe that's jading the numbers. Because, I mean, if I could list my house for twice what it's worth, it probably wouldn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Right. But I just I thought that was very interesting. And I wanted to bring to light that you've got everything going on in 48 states that's, that are doing one thing. But then you've got New York, which is doing another. And you've got this situation in Florida, which I don't think a lot of people are aware of. And I think we should pay attention to that. That could mean that sellers have gotten a little too egregious with the amount of money they're selling and it's going to come back to bite them. You know, the market will eventually reach equilibrium again.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. Which is a great point of capitalism. Exactly.
0: Exactly. All right, so that wraps up today's show. As always, shoot us questions, info at SWP Connect. Give us five-star rating. Hit the subscribe button, and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Mark. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Look, if you wouldn't mind, please go to your podcast app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you use and give us a five-star rating and review. You know, the best way for us to continue to educate and enlighten every single one of you is for more and more people to know about us, and your review would help us with that. Also, we've had quite a few listeners reach out to us lately asking about financial planning. So, we've decided to offer a special to every single one of our listeners. It's a $495 Comprehensive financial plan. No strings attached. You don't have to move your investments under our management. We're not going to use the plan as a gimmick to sell you a product. There's absolutely no hidden agenda and no further obligation on your part. You just get great conflict free advice from us. And all you have to do is visit your495plan.com. That's your495plan.com. Fill out your info. One of our certified financial planners will reach out and begin to build out your plan. Visit your495plan.com today.